Good morning, everybody. It is Tuesday, 16th of March, and a bit of a ho-hum day in the market today, apart from the bag of chilies I've brought in today. Charlotte, my assassin daughter, has grown some chilies on our balcony, some Trinidad Scorpion Butch Tea chilies, and it turns out that a jalapeno on the Scoville scale has a score of 2,500 to 8,000, and these innocuous chilies rate 1,463,700 on the Scoville scale. It turns out our daughter has been growing the second hottest chili in the world on our balcony. She did give one to Jemima's boyfriend who almost had to be hospitalized and they have now made their way into our office and are wreaking havoc. Right, that aside, as I say, a bit of a ho-hum day. Dow Jones hits its fourth record high on the trot. Quiet bull market continues. Interest rates slightly off the top overnight, which helps the undertone of the market. City, by the way, have said that they think that there is another 20% upside in the rotation from value, sorry, from growth to value stocks, whatever that means. A good Empire State Manufacturing Index number in the US, the highest since July, has rather fed this US recovery story or global recovery story. The $1.9 trillion stimulus bill. Looks like it might be followed by another infrastructure bill. The RBA minutes are today. Fed meeting has started. We won't hear about that till Thursday morning our time. Bank of England meeting on Thursday. Bank of Japan meeting on Friday. It's a bit of a central bank week this week. Australian jobs numbers on Thursday. Retail sales numbers on Friday. And the US Secretary of State meets the Chinese in Alaska on Thursday, which could be a fairly significant positive for the market, or it could be a nothing event. You'll see in the strategy piece today, there's a chart of the US 10-year bond yield, even though it's off the top a little bit in the last 24 hours. If you have a look at that trend, the trend is clearly towards higher interest rates, generally speaking, although the market seems reasonably comfortable with that. Now, good news for us as newsletter writers and probably you as members as well. The US markets are closing an hour earlier, 7 a.m. now, our time instead of 8 a.m. So we can get our newsletter out hopefully a bit earlier. And the US moved to daylight savings time on Sunday and Australian daylight saving time ends on April the 4th, Sunday, April the 4th. So on April the 4th, we're going to see the US markets closing at 6am our time. So hopefully we have plenty of time to write the newsletter by 9.30. Now, in the absence of anything particularly exciting today, I have had to fill a strategy section out with useful stuff today. And one of the main tables in there is the biggest income stocks in the ASX 200. Someone's asked, what are the highest yields in the ASX 200? And so I've listed them for you in market cap order. And this only includes yields over 5.0%. And for sectors like the banks, they have seen their yields halved or more over the last year. So if we just popped out gross yield numbers for this year, they wouldn't be on the list. So Westpac, for instance, last year paid 1.8% gross, NAB 3.3%, ANZ 3.3%, 
3.0%, they wouldn't be on the list. So I have included gross yields on the forecast for next year and the year after. And if you look at that, Westpac goes back to 6.4%, NAB 6.3%, ANZ 6.6%. So you can't really just look at yields this year. You do have to look at the recovery in payout ratios. And that's what this table shows you. So this is yields of over 5% on a one-year forecast. And you'll see in that there is plenty to choose from. You've still got BHP on a 9.2% yield, Rio 12.1, Fortescue Metals 20.3. And that may seem silly, but the truth is they are absolutely printing money at the moment. Fortescue Metals is also on a PE of 5.8, Rio 8.2, and BHP 12.7. They aren't even expensive. What I would say to you, though, that they're, which I've written a few times, is that the risk is that the iron ore price falls over at, moment, at the moment it's been holding in over a $170, having doubled in the last year. And if the iron ore price falls over, it's as good as a, an immediate downgrade to earnings and the share prices will fall. So the mere fact it's on a PE of below 10 on Rio and Fortescue doesn't protect it at all. The moment the iron ore price falls over, these stocks will fall over. So watch yourselves. The fundamentals are very fluid on resources stocks. And where the earnings go, the dividends go as well. They work off payout ratios. They don't work off paying out as much as they paid last year or anything fixed like that. So apart from the three big resources stocks and the four banks, the obvious other one is Telstra, 7.3% gross yield. And then you've got some recovery stocks like Woodside, 5.8% yield and plenty of recovery potential left in the stock as well. PE 16.6 is hardly demanding. Brokers think it's up event though, events though. I've put in the intrinsic value calculation and the average broker target price calculation. And brokers think uh, of the major income stocks, there's only Commonwealth Bank and Unibail Redamco. You can call that a income stock. It's a bit unreliable at the moment, but they're the only ones that the brokers think are too expensive. So on Woodside, brokers think it's 9.8% undervalued. Telstra, 13.3% undervalued. Fortescue, 11% undervalued. Rio, 10%. So there's plenty of broker research support for these bigger income stocks. Other ones that come down the list, Coles, 5.8% yield. Suncor Metway, 7.3% yield, although insurance stocks are notoriously accident prone and don't make the best income stocks. There are a few gold stocks in there as well. That again is a bit of a gamble because the gold price dictates the share prices and can change at any time. So I wouldn't call it reliable. There are also a host of REITs like Stockland, 5.6% yield, but zero franking. So if you're after franking, REITs don't make it. So GPT, 5.4% yield. Another big one, Dexas, 5.3%, but no franking. And then there are others like Medibank Private, 5.8% yield. Mineral Resources, which fits the iron ore profile as well, 10.4% yield on the numbers and a PE of 10 point, sorry, 7.2. Then there's Harvey Norman, 10.4% yield, PE of 10.3. And other ones include Bank of Queensland, 5.9% yield. JB Hi-Fi, 7.9% yield. Bendigo Adelaide Bank, 7.2%. Alumina, 7.5%. Premier Investment, 63 Anyway, have a look down the list. If you were to cross out REITs, 
cross out gold stocks. REITs also likely to suffer from interest rate fears and gold stocks likely to suffer if this economic recovery continues. The sector's just not going to be in the spotlight. Then there is plenty to look at, mostly retailers, iron ore stocks, financials. Anyway, have a look at the list. Also overnight, travel stocks have been flying. And in terms of recovery sectors, this is obviously one. We've taken a big bet in the travel stocks, but noticeably overnight, they are racing back. United Airlines up 8% overnight. American Airlines 7.7%. Las Vegas Sands up 6%. MGM Resorts 5%. Royal Caribbean Cruises 5%. Our travel sector clearly in a recovery phase as well. And I've put the charts in, 20-year charts, if they're available on some of our travel stocks today. And you'll see that almost all of them, except for C-Link, Flight Center, Webjet and Qantas in particular, still have significant ground to make up on the highs of last year, on the pre-pandemic highs. The numbers don't look great, but we will stick with the travel stocks. We haven't or we're not holding Sydney Airports or Transurban at the moment. Sydney Airports is an obvious recovery play, but these interest rate fears are going to impact on highly indebted infrastructure stocks and they we think will be in the sleepy slow lane when it comes to recovery so we're playing a flight center corporate travel and webjet and Qantas at the moment and finally without too much else going on today I have gone back to my buy and sell signals there are no sell signals of note there are three I think of stocks I've almost never heard of but plenty of buy signals around today short-term stuff but Ansel CSL I hope the CSL one right one day. It's a very short-term buy signal there. Bigger trend still down. And also on the SMA platforms, Hub24 and NetWealth, which were which have got exactly the same profile on the charts, both bottomed recently after significant falls. Another interesting one that's trending up and has gone from top to bottom of the range and bounced is Jumbo Interactive. Next DC is trending down nastily. It's had a short-term buy signal. I'm sure it's too convincing. And Seat as well. Quality stock in uptrend gone from top to bottom of the trading range obviously got sold off with the other tech and pandemic beneficiary stocks and looks like it's bouncing now right that's about it not very exciting today is it but we don't mind that has to be said we like a quietly improving market as i leave you our market up 18 us futures dow jones futures down 57 resources drifty banks going nowhere travel improving again flight center up 3.1 1%. That's about it. You have a fabulous day and I will speak to you tomorrow.